This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Erin McGowan, certified personal trainer and 27 weeks pregnant. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and electrolyte elixir mixer. Weird one. And you found the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration. Motivation. And sometimes, if all goes well and everything lines up perfectly, a little tiny bit of questionable information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. Let's get dumb. We got a great guest in the weight room today, uh, a friend of the podcast, um, a frequent guest. I guess been been on the show multiple times, but it's been mm-hmm. too long since we've had him, so it's a privilege to have him back. The excellent writer, actor, comedian, improviser, David Wainwright Tooney. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey everybody! Oh, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what is your middle name, Dave? I, I made that up. But if you want to tell, you don't have to. Keith Tooney, David Keith Tooney, Heath Bar. Oh. Keith, Ryan, <laughs> Keith, hey, Keith or uh, score. Score. Yeah, I, I like the score bars. I like the score bars. Are they, which one is busted up into two? That might be the Heath bar. I think score is one long bar. One long one. One long boy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind like the, this. I don't mind the Heath. We're talking about chocolate toffee candy bars, you sicko. No, I know, I know. It's just as weird, you know? Brown wrappers, orange script. (laughs) Yeah, definitely trying to rip each other off. It's like the Armageddon and Deep Impact of candy bars. Which came first? Score to me might be one of the most beautiful candy wrappers. I love that color, that color combination. It's it's very beautiful. It's got a nice script on it, nice font. Yeah, it um, feels very 70s-esque yeah. uh, that I really, uh, it really gets me. And Aaron, just Guys, so you know, I, I'm looking score up a score bar. With a K. Yeah, I just K. saw that. I don't think I've ever seen or had a score bar. Not they many don't, people have. Yeah, they don't find their way to redheads that much. <laughs> Discriminatory. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Uh, a lot of ginger hate over at the... Um, score company unfortunately wow. but they make a yeah. good candy bar it's kind of like what do you do what do you do like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay god Can i not watch the cosby show anymore i mean i don't <laughs> what do you do <laughs> funny's funny i mean what do you do <laughs> god what do we have left Toffee, you know candy and comedy i can be a hoagie <laughs> I never Wait. heard until I watched that show. I'd never heard of hoagies before. I was Me like, neither. What the fuck is a hoagie? Me neither. And I was mesmerized. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, is that a East Coast sandwich? What is that? Yeah, I was like, I gotta get my hands on this hoagie sub. I know sub, <laughs> but I don't submarine sandwich. We used to call it. We used to say the full thing. Submarine <laughs> yeah, sandwich. Submarine sandwich. There's an Are episode you- of a uh, of Cosby Show where. Um, Claire had to uh, lose weight to fit into a dress. Have we talked talk about this one? Uh, she no. had to lose weight to fit into a dress. And then, because uh, uh, this is a health podcast, and she was having trouble doing it and whatnot. And so her friend was also doing it. And uh, they were both in the kitchen eating a salad. 
and they were um, they were each like splitting up the croutons, and God. then uh, <laughs> there was like an uneven number, and they're like, "You have it, no, you have it," and like neither of us will have it. But then they got in like a fight over it, and then they crumbled up the crouton accidentally, and then Claire was so desperate she she got all the sh- oh, the, the crumbles God. and then put them into her salad and ate them and. Uh, oh. It was a super fun moment, a real highlight in the show, and she fit into the dress, folks. She got into the dress. Is is there in that same episode? Is there a, like a time where like uh, Bill Cosby like really like dramatically eats a hoagie in front of yeah. her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 We all howled with laughter. We didn't know that he was drugging women at the time. So it was. <laughs> I just wanted we to know clarify: that was... you guys were both doing your Bill Cosby impersonation. <laughs> Yeah, we were trying. that was that. Okay, I do feel like everyone is sad they can't use their Bill Cosby anymore. You know, so they find workarounds, and you guys both just did it. But I need both to buy some Quaaludes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a true monster, horrifying. Yeah, um, truly. Is he still in prison? or Is he out? I think he got out somehow. I think so too. All right, I'm looking for those tour tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll have a hard time finding them. Uh, a lot I on helped the him one time. I what? think I talked about it on this show. I helped him one time at my hotel, and I didn't recognize it was him because he was so much older than the version of him I remembered until he yeah. walked away. And then I was like, holy shit, that was Bill Cosby. And then, you know, like six months later, everything came out about him. He used to be beloved. I, I mean, if people yeah. don't people don't know or didn't grow up um, a long time ago, uh, he was like. And then I even remember, it was like a big deal. They were doing some kind of outside comedy festival, and he did a spot. This was right before he got in trouble, and and we were all like, "Holy shit, fucking Bill Cosby's there!" It was mm-hmm. like it was like he was royal, like showbiz royalty or some shit. But I actually read this book. Um, by one of the first supermodels named Angela Dickinson called No Lifeguard on Duty. And yep. she talked about a bad experience she had with him. Uh, and that was, this was years before any of that came out. And I thought, ooh, wow, a little uh, trouble in the waters. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Angie Dickinson, the, uh, the, the supermodel uh, of, the, of those supermodels with, um, I feel like, uh, the hottest takes. Not about Cosby, but just like in general, I always felt like she yeah. was like <laughs> was the most not the most afraid, stories, too. not afraid, not afraid. We need yeah. those people. We need who are the supermodels. We need the people who will talk because otherwise everyone's have quiet, you know, and everyone acts like everything's fine, and it's not. Can't have that. We need more um, Angies. Sh- I-, I like starting a comedy podcast talking about Bill Cosby. I think this is. Right. I think this is perfect. <laughs> minute by minute breakdown of the Cosby Show, like every episode. <laughs> uh, Dave, welcome back. Let's talk about fucked up dudes. <laughs> We have a list. Let's do it. So, Dave, um, in months prior to this episode, I started prepping him on what he should talk about and be prepared yeah. yep. for months, maybe even a year. Um, mm-hmm. About you know, so th- so thematically, this month we've been talking a lot about uh, surviving the holidays, is what we've been calling it. But just, I I think that something that comes up for a lot of our listeners is with if they make a a lifestyle change or if they're even just trying to moderately adjust their eating patterns 
they can get a little pressure from outside folks, friends, family. Family tends to come up around the holidays, and sometimes it can be downright resentful um, from, you know, it's just like, hey, I'm trying not to have as much red meat or whatever, and you go and visit your mom, and she's like, well, I... That seems like bullshit, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever your version of that is, it right, can be right, challenging right. or it's even like, say you don't even want to bring it to your family or they're supportive, but you're just tempted. There's all kinds of things. And Dave, I know has, um, had quite the journey with, you know, adjusting your eating habits over the mm -hmm. past years. Um, and then also taking, you know, bouts in, uh, of sobri sobriety, you know, just kind of experimenting with that, trying that kind of stuff out. And yep. so, and also you, you know, have a lifestyle in which you're, you know, performing comedy late at night and that kind of thing. And so there's certainly temptation around every corner. Um, mm -hmm. Also beyond that, you've added a lot of activity in, and I know that you're dealing with some plantar uh, fasciitis. So that's another yeah. kind of um, variable. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't know, Dave. I mean, uh, if you want, maybe you can just give us a, like a little bit of an overlay on some of the um, the food and lifestyle changes that you made, and then we yep. can talk about, uh, I guess, how you're dealing with you know, how other people are reacting to that, and then what you <laughs> sure. do in the face of that. Sure. Uh, so I'm 47 now, and at age 40, uh, just to give a background here, real quick, at age 40, I switched from a just a normal um, trash diet to a Still a trash diet, but a <laughs> vegan diet. Uh, <laughs> uh, and at the same time, I, 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 um, I went to a vegan diet and uh, I cut out alcohol and uh, caffeine. And I did that for five years. Not because I, um, I had an issue with caffeine or, or whatnot. I, I didn't do a ton of caffeine anyways. And not because I had a real big issue with alcohol or anything either. Um, I just wanted to like clean things up a bit. Um, at the time I had a little bit of a, what I, uh, of a health thing that I, that truly just turned out to be inflammation of my cartilage of my, around, in my, around my rib cage, uh, which was easily remedied with some, uh, anti-inflammatory creams, which <laughs> we didn't discover until like three years into this dietary change. Uh, but then at 45, oh, I, wow. I, 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 what they use like Voltaire, Voltaire gel or something. I, I don't know if the, what you're saying is a real thing or if that's a joke thing that you're saying right now. Because Voltaire <laughs> sounds like a joke, a joke you're word. You're right, it does sound. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. Oh, okay. I don't remember. It's, I just it's remember. just kind of like, it's, it's like. It was like Advil. Like, I went it's in just after, like, like three years. Yeah, yeah. Topical. Yeah, yeah. I went in like three years and I was like, I'm still having these like pain on my rib cage. Like it hurts to like, like I can't like lay on my side for that long. And I can't even like cross my arms and rest my arms on my rib cage for that long. And this is, I've gone to my doctor and oh, I love my crazy. doctor, but for whatever reason, that little thing there just kind of like turned on a light and she's like, oh, I wonder if it's this. And there's a phrase she used that I don't know what the name of it is, but essentially it's inflammation around, uh, of the cartilage around your rib cage, which is hard to get rid of because you're constantly breathing in and out and laying on your side and using that. So, but she's like, Subscribe me, maybe what you said, your joke word, and then I just use that as needed <laughs> and gone. It's like yeah, it's like Advil for but more targeted. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So without anyways, the so, gastrointestinal stuff. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's got to go. Where's it going? It, 
I guess it's not going in my gut, but I guess it's yeah, it's it's absor it's it's absorbed topically, um, you know, transdermally through your skin, and so you don't have to ingest it through your GI tract, and so you're not, you know, because sometimes long term use of um, anti inflammatories can cause damage to your yeah your stomach essentially. Yes, absolutely. So then, yeah. uh, so I did That's that for forty. Yeah. I did that from age forty to forty five, and at forty five, I said, all right. If I want to have a beer here and there, it's not a big deal. And so I did that. I reintroduced that and caffeine. I don't drink coffee in the morning, but every now and again, I'll have a little bit of like, I would have a, a Coke or I'd have some green tea with caffeine or whatever. It doesn't, that doesn't really bother me. So I'll have a little drink here and there and a little bit of caffeine here and there, but that's still pretty minimal. Um, but I've kept up, I've kept up the vegan diet and my parents have acclimated pretty well. It was an adjustment period, but now they're pretty good about it. And They'll even like make when I go home to Wisconsin, uh, they will uh, they will like, what do you need? What can we get you? They're really good about it. And I'm always like, you don't have to do anything. I can Aww. go shopping. I can get that stuff. But uh, they're, they're, they're pretty good about it. How long did it take them to kind of get to that point? So then at 45, I kept the vegan diet going, but I reintroduced a little bit of alcohol, not a lot, and a little bit of caffeine, not a lot, which um, was just for... Uh, a little bit more for just social reasons uh, than anything else. Because uh, when you're like not doing caffeine or alcohol and you're on a vegan diet, it's you're not <laughs> you're not as much fun to hang out with socially. You're not getting especially, phone calls, especially caffeine. <laughs> I can't count how many times I was bullied as a kid for not drinking caffeine. <laughs> you're not having caffeine. In your tea, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Stanger won't I'm drink already... green tea. <laughs> this is a fucking nightmare oh, for me. I'm already, I don't know if this is your situation, if you're significant others. My uh, girlfriend and everyone who I've ever dated in the past has been like a coffee drinker in the morning. And I'm not, I just never acquired the taste for it. And that already feels like a little thing that like, a lot of times couples will kind of like, Hey, we do this together. We love our coffee in the morning. I make it for you. You make it for me. And I just didn't care about it. So like that was just like a never a thing that I was like always looking forward to in the morning. Can I uh, can I tell so you something, funny. Dave? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best part of waking up oh. is folders in your <laughs> life. That was beautiful. Yeah, just don't so I you know. know um, yeah, it, I think it is like, I don't know if it's like fucking media or something that convinced us of that or like <laughs> TV shows, something like something, something did a lot of work on us to say that like to have a healthy relationship, you have to be making coffee for each other in the morning when you wake Man, up. I have to tell you guys, I have been, I, I was also single for my entire life. So maybe this plays into that, <laughs> but like. I have never waited on anyone to make me a coffee. I go get my coffee. I always have it. Mainly because if I waited for someone else to get me coffee, it's not going to be in enough time. Like, I need it in my veins ASAP. <laughs> and so I do think it sounds sweet, but I've never I, experienced it. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily like making it, but it's just kind of having it together. Like having and it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Larry David has like a bit about that. Like, I feel like on comedians and cars getting coffee or whatever, he talked about that. Where he will be like, when he's married or, or whatever, like he would, he, she would be having coffee and he would have tea, and she's like, "You're not gonna have any coffee." He's like, 
I'm having the, I'm, I'm having a mug just like you and hot liquid is inside it. It's the same thing. She's like, no, it's not the same thing. <laughs> you know? And I feel like that's a little bit of it uh, where that's it's like, I'll, I'll walk with you to the coffee shop, but I'm just not getting coffee. Uh, and I feel like I'm missing out on something. There's no pressure to do it, but I do feel like yeah. I'm missing out on some little connection. Being pregnant, you have to like monitor how much caffeine you have. Mm-hmm. And I have never felt, so it's not even that I don't drink it. It's that now I have to like be, I, now I feel a little bit of like just the annoying person that has to be like, before I order, if anyone here know how much caffeine is in this um, <laughs> shot of espresso, if anyone has a number that they can tell me, and people are, no one knows, no, absolutely oh, no wow. employee I, knows. Uh, and they're like, you could Google it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well you could Google it too. All right. So here we are. <sighs> what is, <laughs> been I've been hearing people say Google a lot. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why don't, why don't you? Why don't you Google? What is go to the library? I always go to the library. Yeah, you can go to the library and look up the espresso or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, Yo, you're right. What have I been doing? Yeah. I like those God. big um, those magazines that are on the big like Kempo fighting sticks or whatever. <laughs> So you Even can't steal them? Yeah, you can't steal them. When I went to college... And they know uh, if you take at, them to the bathroom to jerk off? Yeah, that's the other reason. What part of the Jesus. newspaper are you jerking off that? to in the bathroom? <laughs> what, what part of the newspaper you. are you... <laughs> I don't know everybody. World news? So, Dave, would you have caffeine? I like the smell of coffee. I like the ritual of it. I wish I had something like that that was like... People are always just like, I look forward to it every day, exactly the same with the same amount of vigor and intensity. Um, I just never got over the hump with the taste. And uh, and now at this point, I'm like, why would I bother? Well, but it does feel like a fun thing. You, you're you vegan, right? Yeah. What about uh, heroin? Mm. <laughs> that you're not going to have to deal with any taste God. issues there. And you want like the vigor and intensity with, you know, wanting to do it every day. I think uh, that's there. And it is from poppy flowers. So it's, you know, you're not dealing with any animal. Yeah. No animals involved. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to ask. I get it. You have to ask. But, <laughs> but come on. <laughs> uh, this becomes a thing you ask every guest every episode. <laughs> the hair... Ratings through the roof. Number one on Apple Podcasts. This guy just fucking stupidly asks people if they'll start heroin. Um, But people love it. They tune in every week. It's more, it's hotter than Smartless. Where they just glaze people, you know. God, if I had a dollar for everyone that wants to know if I listen to that podcast. Truly, I've, me too. Me too. Good for them. So they'll they'll like have like real like uh, like Spielberg on, and they'll be like, "Your movies are good." It's just like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they, it's very cool that they have him. His movies are very good, and um, we just get to hear people talk about how good they are. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. It's a winning combination. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, no hate on them. No hate on. No them. hate on them. Uh, I, those guys are funny.
Okay. So I, I totally get that with the coffee thing. I do have coffee. I do like it. I will take, mm -hmm. and this is, I don't think there's any really like health reasoning behind this, but maybe every three weeks is three weeks or so. I'll just take five days off. Um, mm -hmm. just not have any. And I also will kind of experiment with when I time it. So sometimes I'll, uh, challenge myself. I was going to say force, but I'll challenge myself to exercise before I have coffee and then have mm -hmm. it afterwards. Mm. And then, you know, just to kind of play around with it again, no real health modality behind it. It's just kind yeah. of games. I play with myself reindeer yeah. games. That's oh, cute. And are we talking box, uh, box office blockbusters here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frankenheimer <laughs> missteps. <laughs> So, this is the season. Let's get into it. Gary Sinise so, is a bad guy. It's a heavy. Um, go ahead, Aaron. You want to weigh in on this? Please, God, let me go. Um, no, I was going to ask, what about your... We used to go to the same gym. Yes. Um, so I knew what you were doing when you were there. What are you doing yep. with fitness now? Or during this time, Good question. I guess. Good question. So um, we can or, or we don't have to get into this. Uh, but uh, I... The heroin, just to reiterate, the heroin question was not yeah. good. Aaron's I don't know if it wasn't fitness. I don't know if it wasn't good, but uh Aaron's fitness related question, good. My heroin mm -hmm. question, not good. I think if you I think if if someone is into heroin, there's a good chance they have some fitness issues that Ooh, okay. you could help with. Yeah, okay. I think it's a good first question. All right. That's good. Let's yeah. not say that, Dave. <laughs> Maybe not first. God help us. And uh, listen to smart. Just hypothetically, we get Spielberg on. Would it make sense to compliment on compliment him on how good Jaws was for forty minutes? Or yeah, tell how influential it was and how eye opening it was and transformative it was for you as a child. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, the health stuff here, this is very exciting. Uh, so we can get into this or not get into this. Um, I have been dealing with some plantar, how do you say it? Fasciitis? 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 I say fasciitis. Who knows what's I say fasciitis. I say fasciitis. And the way Stinger fucking says plantar, <laughs> like he's a fucking dork. Come on. <laughs> what do you say? Plantar? I yeah. Feel like, plantar fasciitis? Planter fasciitis. Flashy-itis? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Open up Planter that trench coat. You got a, a little case of uh, flashy-itis. <laughs> Come on. You're going to put uh, me in jail for that? It's a, it's a <laughs> medical condition. <laughs> okay, I guess we are talking about it. Uh, so anyway, so I my, my fitness journey was put on pause for a while. But now it's back on, and over the last month, I've just started going back to, or in, let's say mid-October, mid I've started going to a place called The Boxing Prescription, which is right next to the clubhouse for those of us in the improv okay. community of Los Angeles. Cool. Um, and, I do a little bit of, and I do a little bit of yoga at a place called Yoga Vibe in Silver Lake, or uh, Los Feliz. Uh, both okay. have great names. Yeah. And did you have you to get a doctor them. to write you that um, for the that prescription? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Doctor Evander place? Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> are, 
Are you boxing? Is that what it is? You got gloves? Is that like? Uh, I go there. I go there mainly because well, number one, it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, way closer than what Go Tribe was. I like I like Go Tribe a, a lot, but uh, it's way closer than that for me. Um, but they have like weightlifting classes that are very similar that they're you know group group training. Um, so I get to do that again, which I like. And then they do offer um, some boxing classes, and they offer kickboxing classes. And it's not like when I thought of boxing classes, I thought of like you know like Rocky or whatever, like that kind of gym situation. It's definitely not that intense or that 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 much. It's just like a group group style boxing classes where you're on a heavy bag or you're doing a little bit with each other just to work on combinations or whatever. But I'll tell you what, I am. I've just started doing that part of it, and uh, I could not be more of a forty-seven year old man starting boxing for the first time in his <laughs> life. It's- Screaming at your trainer, "What about my prime?" Would that place stink? <laughs> Everybody want me to do the fight? I do the fight. What about my prime? I can only assume you're quoting a movie. <laughs> <laughs> nope, David. Boxing prescription. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. But, uh, circling or uh, scooting back, rewinding back. Yeah, no, we're scooting. Back. We're scooting back. Um, how did you? What did you do to overcome the plantar fasciitis? Because that can be, that can be tricky for people and really oh, I'm frustrating. Still, I'm still dealing with it. I'm still dealing with it over a year later for sure. Um, have either of you ever had it? Yes, I'm. I'm chomping at the bit to help you out, bro. Great. Okay, so it's my fault that I got myself into that mess, and now I'm trying to get myself out. Over the pandemic, I'll give you a try to quick, uh, quick uh, synopsis here. Over the pandemic, when it first happened in 2020. Uh, you guys remember that? Uh, I no, um, it. I was doing like some at work at home workouts like uh, insanity. Remember insanity? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, brutal. Well, I started doing that, and as I'm at home. I got carpet on my floor, and I have a yoga mat. But I was doing it barefoot, and I've done nothing barefoot before that. Oh, okay. And then I also started getting into like, and Ryan will remember. Um, my shoes that I used to have, I used to get into like, I was getting into like more like barefoot or natural style shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Vibram five yeah. toe shoes. <laughs> yeah, I had those for a minute years ago. Uh, but I've got, I have bunions on both of my feet, so my big toe juts stop, inward. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> my foot's a mess. You're going to turn everybody on that's listening to this show. <laughs> that word, that word for that condition is the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's. I hope that there's no heaven for tall tail, tall tail characters because Paul Bunyan has got to be like, that's my legacy. What the fuck? <laughs> People think it's a gross, smelly foot yeah. disorder. I had Babe the blue ox. We chopped trees down, and now I'm a fucking foot growth. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to try and get this foot situation. I'm going to try to like strengthen my big toe because my feet are like weak and I'm looking way more into this. I'm getting obsessed with this. Um, so I'm buying shoes that have like a wide toe box, zero drop. Uh, and as and I was following tons of things on like Instagram and reading up about it. And everyone would tell you, transition slowly. Oh, yeah. I can tell you one thing I chose not to do was transition slowly. Uh, <laughs> I went as fast as I could 
Uh, Sprinting around process. Los Feliz with bare feet. <laughs> 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 you should have uh, listened to that TikTok with the robot voice. If you want to make the jump to barefoot shoes, transition slowly. And it's like a real attractive girl that's like 20 with like blonde. I tried to transition too fast. Aaron, you're God, like you're on TikTok. Do people algorithm. still do the robot voice on there? Yeah. Yeah, they okay. do. Yeah. I wanted to enjoy coffee with my significant other, but I need keepers. <laughs> That's how I know it's a good video with real facts. Um, That's ex- I mean, like how fun. else can we know that? I don't is know, but it. then I trust it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, implicitly. <laughs> Sorry, okay, so I go keep listening. So go ahead. You uh, So anyways, I so as a result, um I uh I was doing a lot of stuff in this stuff. It wouldn't always be the thinnest shoes, but I definitely had thin shoes, but it would be like flat foot and I was doing insanity barefoot. And uh I developed I developed plantar fasciitis in both feet. Mm-hmm. And um mm. and this is the worst part. I've got heel spurs in both feet. Oh. Which are not great. I never not great. Had, or bone I, at spurs. At least I don't know that I did, but I don't think I I don't think it went that far for me. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. D- Dave and I have also connected on having weak bones, which is <laughs> a fun thing to have somebody tell you too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little brittle. You might want to uh, not ski anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ever thought about buying some extra pillows, just kind of scattering them around the house? <laughs> uh, just in case. case. So, yeah, so that's, and what's the fix on that? Just more padding in your heel type deal? I mean, or so, just time off? Yeah, so then the fix, at least for me, and I went to like an, uh, a podiatrist and had gotten custom orthotics. They were a little too extreme for me. So I, I did these like semi custom orthotics from this place called like Tread Labs. It's on the web. And that really helped. And so then I went from like barefoot shoes to like the thickest hokas I could possibly buy yeah. with these like semi custom orthotics. And that I couldn't. I couldn't like walk for long distances. You had to stay off as much as you can. <laughs> they were like the thickest shoes. I well, was like, you're you just feel laughing. like a, <laughs> you feel like a Clydesdale with those hokas on. You're just like you do it. Oh, and everyone's like, I didn't know you were so tall. I'm like, I'm not. These two <laughs> shoes are so thick. You're like Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen my I've seen pictures of myself at improv shows. My feet are gigantic. <laughs> Look, there's a fucking hobbit on stage. <laughs> well, and they make them in like hot yellow, bright blue. There's like you no gotta can... lean in. <laughs> yes, yes. So I started wearing those things uh, just to like give myself some relief, and they absolutely helped. They absolutely helped take the pressure off. And uh, so I went from like zero structure shoes to the most structured shoes I could get, and the most supportive. And that definitely helped. And I still will wear that type of shoe um, if I go like on long walks and whatnot. But I'm I'm kind of trying to wean my way back into a little bit lesser of a shoe. Yeah, wearing those Bruno um, Mali loafers again. You hire a guy to break them in for you. <laughs> kind of money we're talking about. <laughs> They're so stiff. They're so stiff, but they look so good. The slipperiest shoes in the world. Uh, so I am. Uh, uh, so I'm doing a lot of like foot strengthening exercises, like on a regular basis. I'm doing way more like calf raises. 
uh, to try to strengthen my calves. And I'm using these, I got like a, I bought like a bunch of stuff online. There's a thing called the Mobo board and the uh, Toe Pro and uh, the Blackboard, like, this is the, you can't see it if you're not here, but this is the Toe Pro and you, like you, it makes, you, you're able to put your foot kind of like on an incline and press your feet, your toe, big toes into this ridge and that's supposed to help with like strengthening the toes yeah, while strengthening so your plantar fascia. Yeah, so Dave's holding up like a wedge um, that has an indentation. It's like a, like a, maybe a quarter circle and there's an indentation um, on the highest part of the incline that you mash your toes into, I guess, to kind of strengthen those individual yeah. little toe muscles or whatever. Yes. It's and all the funnest way thing. to train. It's like the most exciting, thrilling way yeah, to train. It's, but it's it, the hottest. <laughs> it's, this stuff is always tedious, but it's really important. And it's, yeah. it's kind of the only mm -hmm. way you get yourself out of that hole that you're in, you know, if you have yeah. to deal with something like this. For sure. So I'm like at my gym after my workout, like, uh, goof around on that thing, and then I've got this thing called the the mobile board. How oh, cool! And the concept is like you put your foot in this thing again. People can't see this, but maybe you can link to it or something like that, and people cannot click on it. Uh, your big toe will go here, and it's supposed to, and then your little toes go into this open area on the board, and so it forces your big toe to shoulder a lot of the weight and strengthen it. And then it's got these like things you can put in the. Okay. On the, bo on the bottom end. the intensity a little bit? Yeah, and then it'll like, while you know, work on your balance as well. So essentially what it is, huh. it's, a, it's a wooden circle that has a cutout for your big toe. And, uh, I'm sorry, for the, not your big toe, for everything but your big toe essentially. And so those, those toes kind of hang freely and then the big toe is forced to, um, you know, to shoulder do all the, the work. Weight. To do yeah. The work, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and then I wear, and then I wear regularly. I wear. <laughs> I'm doing so much garbage. I wear these toe spacers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which are those are painful, right? No, they once you get used to them, no, they're not, and they feel good now. Now I, I wear them. I wear like toe socks as well, and I put them in my and I wear them in my shoe, and I'm able to walk around and and it's great. Oh. And in theory, the the the, the goal there is to. Get your toes to stretch out a little bit more and force your big toe to get into more alignment and put more load on your big toe, which if you don't have a strong, if you have bunions or you have a weak big toe or weak feet, plantar fasciitis can be more uh, uh, more of an issue or it might happen more easily. That was the, understanding. The, the sequel to that penguin movie where the penguins <laughs> dance, but nobody went to it. What was the, what was the, what were they called, Aaron? The first ones. Oh God! Um, this know. one is called. This one's called Weak Feet. I think the first ones were called Happy Feet. Happy Feet. Happy Feet. <laughs> happy Feet. Uh, George Miller, director of Mad Max, directed those. Interestingly, um, I thought you meant the Penguin from Batman. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? From Batman Returns or the Batman? <laughs> We're talking Batman Returns, but okay. I guess the Batman also. <laughs> Either way, when you said Penguin and doing a dance in a sequel, I was like, what is this film? I feel like Colin Farrell does a little dancing as Penguin and the right. Batman. I think you're right. I'm playing the Penguin. That's all that's happening here. Many times I've taken on different roles. He's got the suit on and the, you know, uh, having a wee bit of fun. 
playing the penguin, you know. Uh, <laughs> doing a series now of that, you know, how will it be? Yeah. Who knows? When I saw the premiere of the Batman, we saw it, a bunch of us saw it at um, the Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. And um, Colin Farrell uh, came to the screening. Wow, that's exciting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Big star, man. Big star. We were so far back, I, I couldn't tell who he was. Yeah. Hop. And now that I say that, it might have been Robert Pattinson, and I just couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah. too far away. <laughs> uh, either way, that's cool. Tomato, uh, tomato. Congrats, that's cool. Congratulations, yeah. Dave. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> real bragging rights on real, that one. Uh, showbiz milestone for you. That's cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was real far back in a movie theater once. <laughs> Can I tell you my quick, my, I may have told you this, can I tell you my quick John Wick 4 story? Please. Please. Uh, so I went to go see John Wick 4, and also I went to go see it at the Chinese theater, like gorgeous, beautiful, historic theater, kind of the granddaddy of all movie theaters. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I go, and I'm excited. I love the John Wick franchise. I think it's super fun. And I go by myself, and I, I get in the theater, and I sit down. I'm like dead center. It's like an afternoon. Great. Perfect. There are very few people in the theater. One of them is sitting just behind me, and before the movie even starts, spills his huge Coke all over the floor. Uh, and he's like, oh man, I'm like, oh boy, this is, I hope this doesn't drip down to me. Uh, and then a couple, uh, uh, a guy and a gal sit next to, like, let's say three seats, they sit in my row, three seats to my left. Okay. There's almost nobody else in the theater. He, he, starting during the picture, during the movie, he starts, he takes out his iPhone and starts recording parts of the movie on his iPhone with his camera. And then he starts, he takes multiple phone calls no. during the movie and he's talking. And he's talking to his uh, to the woman he's with, and he's on his phone continually throughout the, the oh throughout the movie. Oh my god! It sucked. It That's sucked. Insane. And I said nothing. I said nothing. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Just put up with it. You had those big hokas on. You got to kind of keep your mouth shut with those on. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to lumber over toward him, but I was, was worried I was going to tip over and fall down eight rows. <laughs> I'm going to have God, words you, with you, but let me put my toe spacers in. <laughs> <laughs> this little piggy, this little piggy. Bit. This one had roast beef. Uh, <laughs> he starts recording me instead. <laughs> <laughs> You're the next like viral hit. Yeah. That is, this movie's great, but you got to see this guy, man. What is he doing? <laughs> that is maddening. That is maddening. I've, I've had wild theater experiences too. I feel like, They've always been weird, you know, always something pops up, but post-pandemic, people got real comfortable with just chatting, phone stuff. It's just like, yeah. I'm used to being at home watching Netflix. I'll do whatever <laughs> I want now. Uh, I was at, I took Stone to see Equalizer 3, force him to see, you know, so there couldn't be more of a dad movie than the Equalizer series, but oh, so he's going with me to see that. And, you know, the movie's pretty down the middle. Um yeah, it, but there's some, you know, kind of espionage, intelligence, yep. you know, stuff in there that they kind of, you know, if you've watched all, you don't need to have watched all of them, but it does kind of help. And so we're in there, packed theater, 
Um, and uh, there's a guy sitting next to us with a son. And the son is young, I would say maybe five. And mm-hmm. I, I took Stone to mo- movies when he was really young, too, because I feel like it's good just to kind of get like, hey, you should be able to watch movies and sit for a couple hours and have this in your yep. life as opposed to just watching YouTube clips or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so movies are a good place to do that because you're just kind of like locked in there. There's no other interference. So I'm fine with that. And, you know, stuff's going to come up. The kid's going to ask a question. And we are seeing the equalizer, not killers of the flower moon or something. So it's just like, <laughs> well, who cares? You know, <laughs> yeah, but who cares? this guy proceeds to throughout the entire movie, have a full conversation with his son at normal volume. And the son will ask questions. And the guy is trying to explain the backstory oh of the movie. No, so he, what it was is he was in the military before, <laughs> and so he knows these, and he recognizes that this is the the woman that he was his point person in this, his daughter, and the kid's like five years old, <laughs> just like it ain't gonna happen, dude. It is, it's more just like he, you know, he's trying to kill her. You know, watch, shh, 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 watch. Yeah. You know, a little bit is fine, but I mean, this guy sure. trying to, like, I couldn't even. <laughs> explain it to you guys right now it's just like you just kind of have to let it wash over you and so and it's like i don't want to like have words with this guy with his kid there so i just have to kind of endure this guy at full volume trying to (laughs) cody cody see when he he looks at his watch he looks at his watch he knows exactly how long it's going to take before he grabs that guy by the throat and yanks his eyeballs out it's coming in a moment just look at him look at his watch cody cody yeah that kind of shit. He's moving all the stuff around because of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. It has to do with the breakdown in the frontal cortex of your brain, and so you know it can be manageable. But they tend to like you know do rituals and stuff, and it's part. It can be maddening to deal with, you know, and frustrating. But you can ultimately with the right treatment and the right medication, you can lead it completely normal, healthy. And the kids like literally just like fucking you know trying to get a, like a gummy worm that's off the floor, you know. <laughs> Well, definitely this is my affected story. my enjoyment of the, sh- of the show. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Dave, uh, Aaron. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Please ask Aaron. Aaron, I was going to ask you. You said you have you have some uh, ideas about plantar fasciitis. I would love to hear them. I will tell you, but first I have to tell you about the time I saw Unbreakable. And yes. the theater mm. was packed. It was like a Thanksgiving or it was like a holiday something release movie. And a man Sh- was in Shyamalan. like the third or fourth row. With a book and a book light on the book <laughs> in the theater. Wait, are we talking the Shyamalan one or the Angelina Jolie directed one? Uh, Shyamalan. Okay. And um, the man <laughs> sat with the book light on reading a book for the first, like through all of the previews. And, and he was being quiet, so he wasn't hurting anybody other than there was a light on. And then when the movie started, he did get up and leave. <laughs> and I just always <laughs> wonder what he was there for. Uh, I mean, this was like 20 years ago, probably. And I still think about yeah. that. Man. Um, what was the book? Like one of the Sweet Valley High books or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But they had like the little book light, like. It was like the little snake book light. It was so like the guy he had did to finish on Sweet Valley High boys versus girls. <laughs> My sister would read Sweet Valley High books. Yeah, I'd have Encyclopedia Brown, and she'd be reading. Sweet oh, Valley Oh, I loved High. Encyclopedia Brown. I was like, what the and fuck I love does Sweet Valley High. Swindle mean? Swindle? Yeah. <laughs> um, he d- the plantar fasciitis. 
One day I yeah. just like couldn't walk in my shoes and it like I was I thought yeah. something was happening like I didn't know what was happening. It was so awful and it was like when I worked at a job that you had to like based on HR if you were a woman you had to wear high heels to this job. Oh, and I had awful. to like and I would walk to work and so I was like I don't know how I'm going to get miss that. from my house to that. <laughs> I miss, you miss that what? Time. <laughs> but I had to wear high heels. Or just when age, I could enforce it, you know? Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. I know. I like um, women I saw, only being able to wear had, heels. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> God. My life was better. <laughs> so I got to, so I like remember wearing flats and being like, well, I'm just going to have to like figure it out. But even flats were like impossible. I just like could at least put my foot oh. in the shoe. Um mm. And then it was just like figuring out kind of how to navigate it. And I didn't, I wasn't like working out at that time. So I don't even know what I did, truly. I think I was just like, work, walk, like walking barefoot on hardwood floors for the first time. Like I hadn't really had hardwood floors before um, mm -hmm. moving to Los Angeles. And so I, maybe that was it. That was like the best thing I could figure out. Um, and then I slowly started like learning how to manage it and then now I don't have it anymore or I, I guess sometimes it will flare up but it's not like that consistent yeah consistent pain um but I've mm -hmm. talked about it on here a lot but castor oiling my calves because mine was coming from a lot of calf tension um, yes my calves are super tight they're super yeah. tight yeah, same. And I didn't like really know how to stretch my calves. Like I always felt like I was stretching my hamstrings. I, I never really mm -hmm. like, there are some stretches, but it was like never enough. So I would use castor oil and rub it into my calves and then heat and uh, like a heating pad for 30 minutes. And I did that like every day for probably like six months. And that okay. helped so much with just like helping my calves get a little bit looser. And then yeah. the, um, like the maintenance of it was like using uh, like a ball. We used to sit together and you would foam roll or use a ball, I would use a ball. Like I would use like a tennis ball on my calf mm -hmm. or my foot. And then um, during the winter specifically is when I feel it flare up when it's really cold. And so, mm -hmm. I will wear compression calf sleeves if it's getting like super cold. That helps with like that helps me not feel it even like start to come on anymore. That's huge. That's great. I, I'm stretching, but probably not enough. I do. I definitely use a foam roller. I definitely have uh, a tennis ball, racquetball, and this other like foam type of ball. Um, I'm definitely stretching out because that is a big part of it is like your calf muscles are weak and also incredibly tight. Yeah. Um, and your foot's weak and it's, you got to strengthen that as well. They, they didn't stop making castor oil in 1938. No, you have to find, you have to, you have to kind of ask That's what Aaron, for it, yeah. Aaron discovered time travel and that's all she uses it for. <laughs> I could use it for more stuff, but I don't want to mess with time, you know? Um, no, they still have it. You can find it. I've like, I got, I get mine at Whole Foods because it's like, there is like an organic one. If you're going to rub it into your skin, I feel like you might as well Great. go for it. Um, Absolutely. But it's, you know, I have like, 
you can get it online or whatever, but I, it takes a long time to go through. It's, you don't use that much, but it does help with like breaking down the, the knots helping. And then the heat just helps like loosen that muscle too. So absolutely. It sounds I gotta, like I gotta you have do more like heat. the feet down, but I'm like the, the calves, even stretching yeah. the calves, like it feels like you're playing so much catch up. The castor oil feels like it gets you there faster. Great. So. I'll, I'll definitely get some. I'll definitely get some. I don't do enough heat on it. I, I like I'll ice my feet. Like I'll put them in like a little foot bath thing with some ice in it just because it, it feels good. And But I got to do more heat to the to the muscles to kind of relax them. And that's yeah. a great idea. I don't, I don't do enough of that. And I've got like a little heating pad and whatnot I could be using. The castor sure. oil people are like, we got two people buying now. Holy shit, guys. The lights are staying on. It's going to be a Merry Christmas this year. If, if you're on TikTok and you say the words castor oil, you will get a whole bunch of people doing crazy shit with castor oil. People put it in their belly buttons. I don't know why. I'm not doing that. It's something about, like, cleansing your liver or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't do belly button stuff, guys. That seems um, legit. But it's... <laughs> But it really My did My liver help. has Please. never been... <laughs> is that what you were doing, Dave? Sorry. Yeah, no, you did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> the only Someone way to. to get to my liver is through my belly button. Castor oil. <laughs> what? So, that's, those, are, those are my hot tips. I mean, the shoes, I had to do the inserts for a time. I don't do them anymore. Um, I, have, mm-hmm. I do wear, like, running shoes when I'm doing my daily life so it has a m- little more padding than yeah than other shoes but i just they're comfy and i'm on my feet all day so i just go that route um, my feet are probably yeah. weak but i haven't crossed that bridge yet but great compression calves socks are I, better i do see arnold great. wearing those a lot now <laughs> Compression socks. Yeah, I mean, I see. I do see people in their seventies and eighties wearing compression socks. Yeah. Yes, you forget for that sure. like he's in his seventies, you know, and then he's like, yeah, so True, the yeah. positive corner of the internet, and then he'll be like at like a uh, Gold's Gym, like doing bicep curls, and it's like full compression socks on. <laughs> just training day and night, and the way the compression socks. Like they, hey, you know, pregnant women wear them too. I'm about to have yeah. to stock up because my it's feet. Of course. Are- you know, you're fat. pregnant, you get to wear the compression socks. You shoot in an action movie, you know, you're wearing the compression socks. And they're really saying, this is strange what you're doing. This is crazy. And they want to say they have a pit ferret. Um, I know that people have been doing that accent since the 80s. It's great. It's never I want bad. you to keep doing it. I hope you do it all the time. I it's, like that he's become it. kind of relevant again because it's like you can dust it off and you're like, okay. Yeah. Like about my mini pony Lulu. In yeah. And then, of course, there's my pig Schnelly. <laughs> I love it when they're on. When they I see do. videos of them on, yeah. I love it. He's feeding them biscuits and treats yeah. and stuff like that. I'm and into the it. Cookie, the oatmeal cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have this, I like, I like, I've talked about it before, but I like how he's, you know, trying to be relatable and stuff, but it's all like, you know, from like a action star billionaire. So it's like, if you have your pet pony, that and you want to feed it cookie, you just have your chef make it organic and then use honey and these different things in this so that it's healthy. And it's just like, okay, yeah, keep that in mind. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I ever get a, a mini pony, I'll be sure to have my chef, you know. Yeah. And five acres within the city limits. Uh, yeah, if I ever get that, I can, I'll, I'll gladly let my donkeys run around or my little ponies or whatever they got. You know, you can see sure. bright in your room. You know, of course, you take a light bulb out of your chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> That was how you said he punished his kid or something, right? Was take a light bulb out of a chandelier. (laughs) Every day he's forgetting to turn his lights off. And so I'm saying that you have to remember and that he forget again. And then so I say that take a light bulb out of his chandelier every day that he doesn't turn his lights off. And then it's dark and he's saying, Daddy, Daddy, I can't see. That was most of the documentary, if I remember correctly, having watched it. Yeah, three-part documentary. I watched it all. Not enough yeah. time spent on the movies. I thought I, I wanted. No, I not wanted, enough time. I want all the details on Commando. I wanted Raw it all. Deal. It. How did Raw yeah, Deal jingle all, all the way? Jingle all the way. Yes, please. Truly, yeah. I wanted all of it. Just yeah. rewatched. Love it. Leave them wanting more. So, uh, so that's my that's my big journey of the uh, the foot stuff. I'm now I'm in the stage of where I'm trying to like. Work on having my stretch out my big toes and working on big uh, on foot strength while also trying to have um, some support in my feet. And normal shoes don't have a wide toe box, so it's like a battle of mm-hmm. cl- weird fashion. One version function. of clown shoes, yeah. One version of clown shoes versus a different version of clown shoes is what I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. sideshow Bob could wear because his feet were that big. It's what ultimately <laughs> sunk him in the end. It was his giant feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys remember That's the specifics hard. of that episode. Uh, and you worked I, I with Kelsey Grammer recently. I did work with Kelsey Grammer recently. He, uh, I was in an episode of Frasier, the new season, or the new, the new Frasier, and um, he directed the episode uh, that I was in, and my scene is with him, and uh, the guy still got it. He's got the voice. He's got the... Oh, uh, God, yeah. The, Charisma, and he was he was great. He was great. Did you have a lot of uh, questions about him playing Beast in uh, one of the X Men movies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, "Is that going to make an appearance? Like, if you got to season two, will Beast make an appearance in the new Frasier season two? What do you say? Is or Bulldog, we have to wait. <laughs> is Bulldog and Beast going to make an appearance in season two? <laughs> Uh, that's exciting, dude. I mean, he is, he is great at that character. It is a great character. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's just, pretty automatic. I've seen you in a commercial. You go out, you check the mail or you throw something away. I can't remember. <laughs> wow. That is commercials in a nutshell. <laughs> Truly like you're doing something in a commercial. You're putting something in the mail, you're throwing it away or I don't know what it's for. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's recycling. Maybe you recycle wrong the, or right. It's or for the something. paper and like paper and packaging board. That's great. Uh, yeah, we got to recycle. Yeah, uh, I do love how this is like this simple action of you, you know, taking something and drop it in the recycling bin. And I want to take you back to your initial audition for it, where the person that was running the <laughs> session explained that for two and a half hours. Uh, okay, real simple. So we're gonna get, we're gonna be walking out. This is your mark. You'll stay in. Like they make you nervous with how much they explain. Yeah. Maybe you could say something like this. Uh, you could say like, you know, you don't want to do too much because the director like wants it small. But maybe you could just say something like, um, you know, like uh, 
it's too much hassle to, you know, unbox your, your boxes, but you know, don't, or make it your own, but something your own, something like that though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> time just white, like calendar, like pages being like ripped off. You're like, Holy shit, this is fucking important. You feel like it's. A- <laughs> yeah. And then you see the product, the final product. I do virtually nothing. I put some boxes into the recycling box and I give a sheepish look and then I walk away. Yeah. And it like, like and meanwhile, three seconds. meanwhile, it was like the seven year process that, uh, Bradley Cooper took to bring Maestro to the screen. You're like, God, you gotta feel important, no matter what your job. You know, it is. You got it. You do. You got yeah, it. Treat, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for him. Um, uh, uh, I don't. Sometimes, for those of you who don't know, at these commercial auditions, the cast, the people running the, the auditions, are often actors themselves, and this is just their side gig to you know make rent and whatnot. Um, but a lot of the times, if they fit the role, they also get to audition. And sometimes they book it. You'll see the person in the commercial be like, oh, yeah, he's, that, that person ran the audition. I, like, part of me goes, how do they not book it 100% of the time? Because they see what everyone else is doing. They're getting constant feedback on what's working and what's not. Like, how are you not booking these constantly, all the time? But they are, And they are, they are booking, I guess, a good number of them, but... I get I, it's it was eye opening for me because I get brought in a lot and I was like I saw that I was category in the category of what not to do and so they're like they're like <laughs> they're constantly bringing me in is like okay we just got to make sure whatever this guy's natural instincts are <laughs> steer clear it. of that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's why they bring you in as a, a version of a before picture versus the yeah, after. It's like the control on the experiment. It's just like, okay, this, so as long as we're steering clear of this, we're okay. I, hey, listen, if I help people book jobs, then I'm happy to do it. Absolutely. Hey, we all have a part to play. God. Machine. Uh, that, of course, is wow. a joke. I've booked tons of commercial, probably made fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 net easy. 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 I'll show you guys. The, I'll show you the fucking pay stubs if you want. Just message ask the dumbbells at gmail.com and I'll show you the fucking pay stubs if you don't believe me. Every single one of them, even the $1 ones. I don't give a fuck. I'll show all of them to you. I have them, as, um, I have them saved on as JPEGs. So get ready for a lot of As long of, as we uh, get that picks. social, that's all we care about. We want you that social. It, Ryan will text us. Uh, every now and again, he'll just text us one of his text us one of his pay stubs just to like yeah. rub in her just face a little bit. In. Yeah, yeah. That he gets booked. Yeah, it'll be like Super Bowl spot question <laughs> mark. <laughs> like, is it? I don't know. It makes me watch the Super Bowl. Tomahawk Go steak ahead. at cut. Wolfgang Peterson's fucking re- or no Wolf Wolfgang. What's his name? <laughs> Wolfgang Peterson is a director. Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang Puck? Yeah. Cut at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. <laughs> Think I can afford it? And then I'll show a picture of my pay stub. We'll <laughs> clean that joke up in post. It. Yeah. Clementine, one more thing we got to have you do. <laughs> no, leave it as is. Joke. I want people to know the yeah. process. <laughs> this is me workshopping stuff. And by the time you hear it in my special, I got a Netflix special coming out. It'll be perfect. Okay, folks, so when you tell the joke during this commercial, don't do it like Ryan did. This is how we want Wolfgang you to not do it. Peterson, director of Troy. What? You're talking about a steak restaurant, you fucking idiot. 
Brad Pitt's going to get buff in this one. It's his most buff role that he's ever done. It's his big one. He's getting more buff than he's ever gotten. The movie will perform uh, tepidly. It'll be a tepid response from the audience. Uh, we thought it'd be a blockbuster. I do like that movie. <laughs> he goes at this like the, Park. Uh, the, there's a kid at the beginning that like warns him like, "Hey, you've got to come fight this guy," and he's the biggest guy I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. And then Brad Pitt tells the kid, "That's why no one will remember your name." And then goes off and fights the guy. <laughs> and the kid's like all sits him in the yeah. yeah. Sorry, kid. Well, hey, that kid was Hercules. <laughs> that kid, Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't remember his name. I thought he was fucking Peterson. You didn't. <laughs> so oh even God. though he did great stuff and made delicious food, hell, fucking Spago was delicious. Guy put locks on pizza, it fucking changed the game. Uh, I still didn't remember his name. <laughs> Have either of you been to Spago? I feel like it's the one restaurant that like is regularly mentioned in movies or TV shows as like an elite restaurant. And it's my only like go-to of like this is an elite restaurant. I've only been there when Swifty Lazar was throwing his Oscar parties there, um, but it was like a preset menu. <laughs> Famed agent Swifty Lazar used to throw legendary parties at the original Spago location. Uh, that was a joke. I've never been there before, but I'd like to try it. I heard it's very festively decorated during the holidays, which seems like fun. Oh, yeah, that does seem fun. Yeah, I don't think I've been. But I, I've worked at a hotel that was attached to a Wolfgang Puck. And so he would do, like, the stuff for the Oscars after party. Hmm. So I would go get to do that kind of thing. Because it was hmm. like you'd get to do, like the, like, the preview for what they would serve at the presidential banquet or whatever the frick it's called. Hmm. Hmm. That's, you know, when I wore high heels, you guys. I don't get ah. that shit anymore, okay? Oh now I'm God. wearing Adidas Ultra Boost in my garage. Adidas Ultra Boost, rubbing castor oil on my legs. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm pregnant. <laughs> help me. God, help me. I wonder how the team at Adidas came up with the name Ultra Boost. <laughs> what are two words that are really played out that we can just put together? Not one. We need two, guys. We need it. Ma we need it. The Adidas Mega Turbos. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Dave, something is there any lazy in a movie. Is there anything like else about you we should talk about, okay? You have any <laughs> so other far. questions? You got any other fitness shit you want to get out of your system for those people out there that are Last struggling? Last thing, speaking of shoes, I watched about a 20-minute review of Skechers. Uh, foray into basketball shoes. They just started doing basketball shoes. So I, wa I watched like a 20 minute video of a review on their basketball shoes. <laughs> Sketchers, stay in your lane. Yeah, I was like, you have basketball shoes? What's going on here? Uh, uh, one of Stone's friends came over one time, this little guy, this nice little guy. And, uh, you know, he his, his shoe apparel is questionable. He constantly wears Sketchers. And, um, and so, which are fine, whatever, wear whatever you want. But he, like, my dog was a puppy at the time, and she chewed up one of his shoes a little bit. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I went before his mom picked him up uh, to, like, just race to the mall or something. I was like, I got to, you know, I can't just send this kid home with chewed up <laughs> shoes. But send him over anytime. Uh, and so I found his Skechers, and I was just like, God, this poor kid with these Skechers, they just... 
I'm going to get them for them, but they seem ridiculous. So I also picked him up some vans and I was like, uh, <laughs> here, you yeah. know, here you go. And then also I feel so bad that this happened that I got, you know, I just threw in a pair of vans. And so then maybe like a week later, I asked Stone, like, is he wearing his vans to school? And Stone's like, nope, just sticks with the Skechers. He's <laughs> She got what he likes. <laughs> yeah. I've told her a comfortable shoe. Yeah. They have the ones yeah. now that you don't have to, like, lace in. You can just jam your feet into. Oh, those are all. It is compelling. Those are all that yeah. is on my, any, like, any ad. Once they find out you're pregnant, then they're like, you will need shoes. You don't need to tie. And I'm like, I still have to put socks on. So let's fix that problem. Like I <laughs> stuff I your pregnant feet into these. <laughs> your fat sausage toes. Figure it out, <laughs> fat lady. Anyways, it's good for everyone trying to make a buck. You know. Yeah, hey, we're just trying our best out there. I just want them to bring back those rocker shoes that like Joe Montana used to like endorse. Oh hell like yeah! A, right? Yeah, Poor Joe Montana. Like, He's the guy who won fucking four Super Bowls and like he was doing LA gear and rocker shoes. It was just like, can you get Nike or something? What does Something. it take? You're it's right. like only nurses wore those shoes. Like, why? How right. does that work? Right. I used to see women at the gym because they were supposed to like develop your glutes or something. So I'd see mm-hmm. women at yeah. the gym where, yeah. And then years later, they were forced to admit that they did nothing and that they weren't <laughs> beneficial in the way. After, after they sold, you know, three hundred million dollars worth of shoes or whatever. Hey, look, guys, they probably we caused- fucked up. So many like sprained ankles from like twists and people tipping yeah. over. God. Yeah. If you like lean to your left or your right, yeah, the ankle is caving You're in. Done. You're I, done. To, if people done. don't remember these, they had like a little half wheel on the as the 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 sole of the shoe. And so you would just yeah. like, teeter yeah. around on these That's, things. God. But they were supposed to make your butt look good. And so hey, there you go. Yeah, they're supposed to get yeah. your glutes. Shape ups. Yeah, that's what they were. Get your shape ups. Yeah, shape you're right. Ups. They're supposed yes, to get your glutes good. to fire while you were walking. Yeah. But turns out that was bullshit. These are guaranteed to fire your glutes <laughs> while you're walking. We swear. I wear these day in, day out, and my glutes have never looked better. You clicked on this because there was a close shot of my butt. You're sick. Oh, shit. It's getting fucking personal now. There it is. A peek behind the curtain. Accurate, but personal. Yeah. <laughs> you're a pervert. Wrestle your phone away from your wife or son if they need to use it for some reason. Let me just hold hold on. Let me just (laughs) let me just check the browser history and uh, let me just uh, delete, 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 delete. Uh, I just want to send a text. I just forgot to send a text to a friend real quick. I just have to send it real quick. In an email, look at the phone. (laughs) A couple of things I gotta do. I got, I got well, Dave, it. is there anywhere we can find you online? Anything you want to plug? We got the Frasier and we got p- paper <laughs> in the trash. Yeah, we got some paper in the trash. Uh, we got Frasier in his first season. You can check it out for all mankind on Apple TV, fourth season. Ooh, I'm in a little bit of yeah. that. You can check out a yes. little bit of uh, the latest season of... Um, well, I'm not even going to say because I can't think of the name of the show. Uh, but you can also hey, check working. out some improv action if you're in the L.A. area. Bangarang, uh, the third Friday, very conveniently timed. Uh, third Friday, fourth Friday of, not the last Friday, the fourth Friday of every month. Um, 
I think that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Check the schedule, folks. Call Bangering. Uh, Might need and, to uh, uh, and, look into hiring a PR person for yourself. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Get into Gary Busey right. territory. I don't know you the know, name just follow of the me. Show. <laughs> just follow me on threads, folks. Just get on the threads. <laughs> follow me on there. You're good to go. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, check out uh, your socials. You're posting stuff on your socials. I post stuff on my socials. You can follow me at Dave Tooney if you want to. Otherwise, check out uh, either season one of the new season of Frasier or any of the old uh, Cosby Show episodes. Those are all guaranteed bangers. And uh, you're going to laugh every time uh, you uh, check out any of those episodes, season one through 11 or however many they had. Uh, Dave, an absolute treat. Thanks for going with yes. us on all the weird tangents we forced you in on. Uh, if you want yes. to track us down, complain about uh, this episode, me in particular, mm-hmm. not Dave. Dave was a, ch- a champion, and so was Aaron, yeah. uh, but I was sick, yes. twisted. Uh, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Or find us on social media at the dumbbells and at the dumb uh, at the dumbbells.pod, something like that. On TikTok. <laughs> Look us uh, up. It's like we need to get to a publicist. We need to get uh, that PR person. So on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan signs, uh, and our wonderful guest today, David Score Tooney, uh, we like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Middle name actually Keith, not score. But have been two scores. <laughs> Famous New York Gentlemen's Club. <laughs> <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>